Hi, and welcome to Inglewood Presbyterian Church in Kirkland, Washington. We are a church for the neighborhood, whether you're a local neighbor or from far away, all are welcome here. We are pleased to present to you our weekly Sunday sermons. Our head pastor is James Cuman, and you can find more information about us on our website at inglewoodpc.org. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. Take a good look. Look closely at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap. They don't gather into barns. And yet, your Heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they are? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to your span of life? Why are you anxious about your clothing? Consider the lilies of the field. Again, take, take a good look. How they neither toil nor spin. And yet, I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory were not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of so little trust? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What will we eat? Or... What will we wear? For all the nations look after these things, and your heavenly Father knows you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow. Tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for each day is its own trouble. These are the words of Jesus to us. As Presbyterians, we're often in the habit of saying, in hearing the words of Scripture, thanks be to God. And for these words in particular, because let's face it, six months ago we, we had anxieties. Six months ago we could have put down a list, each one of us, different things that we were anxious about. Some things would have been particular to us, right? Our relationships, our particular job situation. Some things, though, were, were pretty genuine and pretty general, meaning a lot of us were pretty concerned about 
rise in housing prices, even if some of us listening to this were benefiting from the rise in housing prices in the Seattle area, we're well aware that it has costs for a lot of other people and makes life uncertain. For a lot of us, I imagine a number of folks were pretty concerned about political life in a variety of ways. For many of us, climate change is a big worry. We could have gone on down the list from, again, the very micro-personal, how my kid is doing in school, all the way up to the truly global. We, we could have had a big list of anxieties. But, yeah, I'm guessing most of us have added to that list more than once in the last several weeks, right? Again, the general and global anxieties, we could list a bunch of things. But for a number of us, and because I know some of your stories, particularly those of you who are regularly connected with Inglewood Church, I know that for some of us, we have concerns about that cough that our elderly parent has developed in the last week. What? What's that? And should I be going to visit them out of state? Some of us, we have concerns about what this means for our child, our son, our daughter in school, and juniors and seniors in particular. What does this mean two years from now, a year and a half from now, six months from now for college admissions? For some of us, we have concerns because we have friends, relatives, neighbors, family members who are working at Evergreen Health system or other hospitals in the area and we're directly concerned what does this mean for them what are they going to catch and yes the various economic anxieties we've got again people in our church family and neighbors and friends we know who are hourly workers what's going to happen when that business stops how's the rent going to pay it's not. We've got anxieties. We have things we are really, honestly, and legitimately worried about. Which raises the question, right? When we hear Jesus say these words, therefore I tell you, don't be anxious. How's that sound to us? When we hear Jesus tell us to, to trust and to, to let tomorrow be anxious for itself, how does that feel to us? Because he says it more than once, right? In these verses, he starts out this whole section, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you'll eat, what you'll wear. Therefore, you, you a little faith, therefore do not be anxious, saying, again, this list of things, therefore do not be anxious. And my guess is we on one level, it is encouraging to be encouraged to not be anxious. I'm guessing for some of us, we're feeling a little bit of a disconnect, though. How do we do that in a situation like this? Again, these words are coming in a larger context. They're part of a longer conversation that Jesus has with a whole crowd of people up on a mountain, which is why we know it commonly in English and other languages as the Sermon on the Mount. But I think having spent some time with this over a number of years, 
it's possible to understand this, even though it's just giving us Jesus' words, it's very possible to understand this as a conversation that he's having with both his disciples and this crowd who's, who's hearing him. That as he says various words, and you can go read it for yourself, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, each time Jesus says a bit more, you can imagine the questions that are coming his way. And when he says, therefore, don't be anxious, it comes in the context of Jesus having encouraged us to enter into prayer and enter into a direct relationship with God, not just based on the formalities of public, formal religious worship, but the reality of a direct conversation with God. And just ahead of us to, in fact, orient our lives in a way that our relationship with God is more important than other people seeing us more important than the physical treasures we may have on earth, which is why Jesus then says, therefore, I tell you, because we're choosing a, a relationship with God above a variety of things in the immediate right now world in front of us, because we're choosing this relationship, therefore, I tell you, don't be anxious about your food, about your clothing, what you wear. Doesn't your heavenly Father, this person who loves you, who I, Jesus, am inviting you into relationship with, he cares about you. It's because he cares for you that I'm inviting you, Jesus says, to not be anxious. And then he uses a, a classic rhetorical technique, arguing from the lesser to the greater. Look at the birds. And again, in, in Greek, it's a pretty, it's kind of an emphatic statement. No, really take a good look. Let the sparrows and the robins and the wrens and the flickers and the other birds around you, let, let these birds tell you something about God's care. God doesn't drop seeds into their beak, but they have plenty to eat. They don't seem particularly concerned about stashing stuff away in a 401k, they're, they're eating each day. The Father provides for them. And if he provides for the birds, how much more will he provide for you? Likewise, the, the flowers of the field, and there's various theories on exactly what kind of flower this is, but the point is Jesus is able to, on that hillside with all those people, probably pointing to a flower right in front of him and just check out that flower right right here. Again, take a good look. God isn't inviting you into a burlap and sackcloth forever kind of life. He's not inviting you into oatmeal and apples. He's inviting you into a rich life with him that, yes, has its seasons of poverty, has its seasons of heartache. But if God shows that much care for the flower to give the flower this amazing beauty and color, and then compares this flower to Solomon's court, if God's going to take care of this flower, how much more will he take care of you for what you need? See, Jesus doesn't tell us to just take our emotions of anxiety and the things we're afraid of and these feelings, these big feelings as we tell, you know, we, we talk to our kids about. 
He doesn't say just take these feelings and repress them. Let's just pretend we don't feel these things. No, 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 no. Your father knows you need these things. It's not that God says, oh, you don't really need them. No, you really need them. We need help. We need food. We need clothing. We need a place to live. Your father knows you need these things. And yes, when these things are threatened, we feel fear. Jesus isn't telling us to ignore our feelings. But he is calling us to redirect our attention. Notice what he's doing. He's reminding us to once again turn our attention to not fixate on the food we need. The birds have to go out and look for food, and so do we. But not to fixate on that. To bring our attention back to our Father in heaven who loves us. To consider the flowers. To not fixate on what we're going to wear, which in the ancient world would have been much more of a big deal than it is for us. We can go buy $5 t-shirts if we really want to. They had to make their clothing. It was much harder to come by. Don't fixate on these details. You need them. Your father knows it. But put your attention on the God who loves you. And even brain science will tell you this is the way we move out of our anxiety, to take our minds, our hearts, our focus off of, at least in part, the thing that's giving us anxiety and put our attention on something else and best yet, someone else. And that's what Jesus is inviting us to do, to pull our attention in part off the thing. He doesn't say don't seek food, don't seek clothing. He says seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first God's rightness. And then these things, these things will be provided. These things will come to you. Just one more thing, one more reassurance. Yes, this text, one more way I think this, this can disconnect with us right now. Yes, this text is focused on food, clothing, income. But for the people living at that time, the people who were hearing Jesus say these words for the, full, for the first time, sickness and disease was an everyday reality. The kind of experience we're having now with SARS-CoV-2 and COVID-19. This was their life all the time in the ancient world. Pre-modern medicine, pre-anesthetics, Jesus knows, our Father in Heaven knows, that we are anxious about these things. But he invites us to pull our fixation, pull our attention in part off these things and seek first Him. His rule, His way, His rightness. And trust that tomorrow's anxieties will be enough for tomorrow. And today we can so my encouragement for myself and for all of us is to take this time to do exactly that, to pull our attention off of ourselves and off our situation and turn our attention to God. 
in all the disruption of life, and every single one of us is living our life in some different ways in this season. This is a good time. Everything else is in flux. This is a good time to add new practices, to speak with God. If prayer is not a part of your life, I encourage you to, to begin. And we'll be posting some helpful things that I and others have found helpful in beginning a life of prayer on our website. So be checking back there in the next few days. To spend time intentionally just speaking to God. Right? The, the machine will not notice if you rage against it, but our God certainly will. And he's okay if you're raging against him right now. He wants you in relationship with him. He is fine with your lament. He's fine with your anxiety. Just bring it to him. Bring your attention and all these things that are in you to him. Along, yes, with your praise and your questions and your curiosities and just everything But make this a conversation, not just a one-way thing. Open yourself up as well to the ways that he can speak to you. And a good way to start, if this is the first time you've ever heard a Christian pastor, or whether it's you've been a Christian for your whole life long, to pull yourself, to put yourself, to open yourself to the scripture and to God's voice speaking directly to you. And a great way to begin is with great way to begin is with Jesus' words. We have four biographies of Jesus in Scripture, and I would especially invite you to turn to, to Mark or Matthew, or, or Mark or Luke or John. Matthew has a lot of hyperlinking to everywhere else in the Bible. If you're not as familiar, it's a little more challenging. Still great if that's where you want to start, but Mark or Luke or John, and just spend five or ten minutes seeing who this person is who says he cares for you and open yourself up to the difference it could make for you if you knew that this person that you're reading about in these biographies of Jesus if you knew that he wasn't just some guy back then but if you knew that he was reaching out to you and cares for you what difference would that make And finally, a third exhortation, a third encouragement to all of us, and again, to myself as well as, as all of you, in this next week, to look for ways to pull your attention off yourself and to others. Jesus tells us the great commandments are to love God with our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. So look for some way to reach out to a neighbor, and yes, in this particular moment, I that may not mean going over to a friend that you think may have this disease. We're not, that may come, but that's, that's probably not where we're going with this. But you can pick up the phone. You can send an email. On our Facebook page, we have a notice about the Iranian holiday of Nowruz coming up and with all the ways the sickness is hitting Iran. This is a sad time for, a heartbreaking time for a lot of our Iranian friends so with nobody's coming up this next weekend, I invite you to, to reach out to a friend with a note, a card, and again, check out our Facebook page for ways you can do that. 
this is an opportunity for us to turn our attention to God, to turn our attention to our neighbor, and receive the freedom from anxiety that our God would offer to us. Thanks be to God, even in this time.